Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story is technology news. This is from CNN. And the headline is, Facebook wants to put a camera in your house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Are they going to um, ask first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to ask first. So Facebook is releasing its own smart speaker with a screen and a camera. And it says, it really hopes you don't find this creepy. (laughs) So it's called the Portal, or the larger Portal Plus. And it's built specifically for video calls. It's essentially a smart speaker with a touchscreen that includes a couple of unique features. Among them is a user detection system that will cinematically zoom in on a person's face or follow them as they move around a room. The idea behind the device is to make video chats more like actually hanging out together. Oh. Um... The company is aware of concerns about privacy. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, During a demo of the new devices, Facebook's VP of hardware um, told CNN Business that privacy was built into, quote, every layer. Um, On top of each device is a plastic cover that can slide over the camera. (laughs) 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 Yeah, isn't that hilarious? That's it. That's all it is. That's that's the the privacy. Right there. Um, And they said it's an official version of a common DIY security tactic. Supposedly practiced by Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't know this. Uh-huh. He puts tape over his camera. Um, of putting tape <laughs> over a laptop's camera. Uh, a mute button cuts power to the microphone, and Facebook says the encrypted video streams are not recorded anywhere. Facebook Live, the company's tool for broadcasting video, is not even an option hmm. on a portal device. Oh. So Man. you can't accidentally start broadcasting yourself in your I kitchen. I mean, yeah, so that sounds good. that sounds better than I was. I was like, so you cover up the camera and what does it just go? Like it sticks virtual fingers in its ears and goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Cutting the um, actual power to the microphone sounds yeah, better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they, they start listening to all these features, but I like this part. Um, in addition to augmented reality tricks, like the ability to put a cat on your head or wear a digital mustache. <laughs> can the cat on your There's, head wear a digital mustache though? <laughs> I hope so. (laughs) Please add that if it's not there. There's an option to listen to music from Pandora or Spotify together during a call, like with Uh the person you're chatting with. That's that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, When it's not doing video chats, the device can show selected Facebook photos and birthday reminders. Hmm. But it says Portal does not have full Facebook access and there's no browser. So I don't think it has like full Facebook functionality. Like you probably can't like post and stuff. Okay. I'm assuming. Yeah. Huh. Um, Facebook says the portal devices are just the start for the group, which hopes to release more hardware in the future. Interesting. So Amazon has a product like this, which I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but... Oh, do they? With like a screen and everything? Mm -hmm. Because I was just about to... I was just wondering, like, why hasn't this been more common? Yeah, like it's part of the... They have, you know, like the the Echo and the like Echo Dot and stuff. They have something that has a screen... That I'm assuming does video chats. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really know, but like they, it's 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 similar. I'm pretty sure that they're trying to like get a device like that. Right. Huh. That's pretty cool though. Like, yeah. So at the same time, like FaceTime exists. Yeah. I, see, that's the thing. Is like, are you going to use 
Why would you, it's like a kind of like why the, the home phone chat? died because we have mobile phones. Why would I want a like a stationary video chat thing when I have mobile video chat already? Well, you don't have to hold it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like if you want to like, I don't know, call your parents and you're like cooking dinner or something like that and it's what if following I, you around. What if I just buy a hat with an arm on it that can hold it for me? <laughs> that would also work. That's a completely valid just seems product like it would, solution. Seems like it would be cheaper, and then I won't have to be afraid of Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not always in that spot. Right. It's just when you put on the hat. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't really either, but <laughs> at least it seems like they're trying to right. like add more security layers and, mm-hmm. and make people feel more comfortable with it. So that's yeah. good, at least. It's definitely an interesting concept. I just don't think I'll be getting one. I don't think I will either. Yeah. I don't want people to see me when I'm on the phone. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to be on the phone. I don't even want to be on the phone. You're right. Yeah. So Text me. What's wrong with you? It's 2018. <laughs> My first story is animal news. This is from CNN. Uh, birds in Minnesota keep crashing into things and police think it's because they're drunk. <laughs> It's another great headline. Yes. Uh, Robins, cedar waxwings, and other birds in Gilbert, Minnesota, are flying into windshields, bumping into trees, and looking disoriented. And police say they don't that you don't need to worry. The birds are just a little drunk. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I guess I'm a little worried. <laughs> who's giving okay Who's giving health? these birds alcohol? <laughs> uh, no. That <laughs> the police chief Ty Tetchar says that um, he believes their confused state is the result of eating berries that have fermented earlier than usual due to an early frost. Uh, many birds have not migrated hmm. south, so it appears to be more prevalent than in past years, um, especially because younger birds' livers can't handle the toxins as efficiently as more mature birds can. Hmm. And this is my favorite part of this story. Uh, an associate professor at the University of Wisconsin's Department of Forest and Wildlife Ecology named Anna Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Wait, Anna Pigeon? Anna Pigeon. Oh, Hannah Pigeon? No, okay. a- Anna. Oh, Anna, okay. Anna Pigeon. Okay. The important part is Pigeon. I know, but I want to get the first uh, name right, too. She notes that it's not a rare phenomenon. Uh, she says it's more typical in late winter, early spring, when the berries that have been on the branches already ferment due to the yeast that's on them, but just because of the kind of strange weather patterns in this area, they have fermented on the branch a little earlier, and so birds are getting drunk sooner. Uh... Hmm. Pigeon recommends that anyone who finds a, a, a seemingly drunk bird should put it in a dark, safe space, such as a shed or a cardboard box, until it recuperates and can fly without crashing into things. Which seems... I don't know if that's... That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I'm You're supposed sh- to put it in a shed? Or a box? <laughs> that doesn't sound good. It's going to freak out. It won't right. know where that's it what, is. Yeah. Which, I mean, even more than normal, I right. feel like. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just that's that's Anna Pigeon's recommendation, (laughs) and she's both she's both an associate professor and her last name is Pigeon, so she probably knows more about birds than I do. Probably. Um, But this tip sounded better. Drawing your blinds can also help protect confused birds that might try to fly into windows. That's more reasonable. I can I can get behind that one. Yeah. But I don't know about going around putting birds in boxes. Like if I was drunk and you put me inside of a box, I would panic. 
unless I, I, I fell would as unless well. I fell asleep. Oh, maybe that's why they think they want to put them in a dark space because maybe they'll oh, like maybe it makes them fall think asleep like or it's nighttime or something. Yeah, and they'll they, just rest or something. Yeah, or stay still and not like hurt themselves. Or if they can't see, maybe they don't panic. I don't know if that's not. Or like, they don't try to fly around. Maybe right. if they can't see. Hmm. I have no. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Know. I'm no. no I'm no Anna Pigeon. <laughs> yeah, me me neither. Don't add us Anna Pigeon. <laughs> Actually, please do because your name's awesome. Yes, your name's and awesome. And we really respect your career. Yeah. Let's be friends. And we Anna like Pigeon. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the bird tips, Anna. Yes, thank you. Okay, my next story is food news. Okay, this is from CBS News. And actually, I looked at a couple of sources for what I'm going to talk about today. But the first one is CBS, and the headline is, LaCroix Ingredients Lawsuit Alleges All Natural Claim is False. Hmm. So I first read this story on the CBS News website, and this actually ended up being one of those stories that I thought was like misleading, and I will go into that. Um, but first, I'm going to read you some excerpts from the first article that I read. So LaCroix Sparkling Water is facing a lawsuit alleging its claims of, quote, all natural and, quote, 100% natural are misleading because of artificial ingredients. Testing reveals that LaCroix contains a number of artificial ingredients, including linalool, which is used in cockroach insecticide, hmm. claims a statement from Beaumont Costalis, a law firm representing the plaintiff. That doesn't sound like it should be in food. Right. But, but wait till later. Okay. okay. The lawsuit claims LaCroix and its parent company, National Beverage, are aware of these synthetic chemicals in the sparkling water, yet are intentionally misleading consumers, according to CBS Philly. And natu- uh, National Beverage denied the allegations in the lawsuit, and they said natural flavors in LaCroix are derived from the natural essence oils from the named fruit used in each of the flavors, they said in an official statement. Okay, so there's some other commentary in that story. Now, mm-hmm. I went and did some more research on this, and I found a really awesome article in PopularScience.com okay. that actually had like scientific um, citations and like links to other resources and stuff in it. Oh, nice. And that article explained how... Um, this lawsuit has named, well, there's only three chemicals that are like out there that they know of that have been named in the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually goes through each one of those chemicals and talks about where it's naturally occurring and what the science says in terms of like, is this actually harmful for you or is it not really? Or like, oh, what? Okay. where's the evidence and can this be considered a natural substance or not? Um, so regarding linalool specifically, which is the one that, mentioned in the other articles being used in the cockroach insecticide. Um, According to this article, it's found within many different types of flowers and spice plants, including mints, scented herbs, laurels, and cinnamon. Oh. Um, And it also happens to be used in insecticides, but according to PubChem, the only real toxic effects that this has been uh, been documented to inflict on humans are mild skin and eye irritation, but that's from aerosolized forms of the chemical. And then they added, that's a pretty normal effect for a spicy substance. <laughs> that's like, true. Really saying, I guess like, if you, you got like, sprayed sp- with jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's kind of what they're saying it is. It's like something like that. Like, it's like a spice. Yeah. And yes, it can cause effects, but it's not because it's like. A dangerous like chemical. Like, it's a dangerous chemical. It's just a chemical it's that can spicy. cause irritation because it's a, like a spice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Okay, and this next paragraph is what I wanted. I personally want to drive home for anyone listening to this because I thought this was really well written. Okay, food ingredients aren't all of a sudden dangerous just because they have other non dietary uses. 
<laughs> casein, a primary protein in cow's milk, isn't making people sick just because it's also an adhesive ingredient in glues. <laughs> if someone is arguing that a substance is bad by telling you that it's used in some poisonous product, as opposed to telling you how the exact substance in question is causing you harm, it's a good indication they're grasping at straws. Everything is made of chemicals. Chemicals appear as ingredients in many things. That's what this article said. And I just thought that was really well written. That's very yes. true. Like anytime that you hear claims about like, oh, there's this ingredient in this thing. It's like, yeah, that might be, you know, something that's harmful, but it might just be something that has a name that you don't, you're not familiar with. And it's right. worth it to actually look at published science about these things and not just like, Oh, linalool, it's it. And it's used in a cockroach insecticide. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not really... Water's in a lot of dangerous things, too. Right. So what and are you going to do? Have you seen all those, like, memes about <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah, dihydrogen like, o- yes. oxide. Di- uh, it's dihydrogen monoxide or whatever, Monoxide, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, dihydrogen monoxide is used in all these cleaners. It's like, well, it's water. So that, it's just kind of showing that's like a false logic. But anyway... You're drinking um, one of the primary ingredients in bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so as a side note, just like another thing that's interesting, that both of these articles pointed out that the FDA currently doesn't have a standard definition for all natural. Mm-hmm. So that label can just be on things. and doesn't actually mean anything. Like it's not, it's it's not of, regulated yeah. by it's the FDA. It's kind of like, wasn't organic so. like that for a while too? Uh, yeah, that might have been. I think it is now, though. Like, I, think it, actual... I think it's regulated now, but I mm-hmm. feel like there was a time when like you could just claim something was organic and you yeah, didn't I think you're have right. to prove anything. So right now, that's like if you like if labels say like all natural ingredients are like 100% natural, that's just like a fluff marketing thing. Like, mm-hmm. That doesn't actually mean anything. So you can't, as far as I know, my understanding is you can't really sue a company for like, being, saying like, we have all natural ingredients because like, what is the standard for that? Like, there isn't really a... I mean, somebody successfully sued Red Bull for saying that they give you wings, and that's... Okay. (laughs) That's true. That's even less believable than something being all natural, so... (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But, but yeah, I I think probably the FDA should, like, regulate this, you know, because I don't... You know, there's probably a chance that some companies could mislead people by that and just oh, putting that on sure. their label. So it's good to have that stuff regulated. But yeah, I just wanted to point out that this thing with Lacroix is all over the news, and it's not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've definitely valid. seen it like in passing, but I also don't drink Lacroix, so yeah, I don't really. It either. didn't really <laughs> affect me. I don't know. Our listeners might drink Lacroix, so yeah. now a lot of people do. Seen my opinion on it, so do your research. <laughs> just be careful; it's full of dihydrogen <laughs> monoxide. monoxide. <laughs> Over 50% of LaCroix is dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> Beware. My next story is space news. This is from Gizmodo. It looks like Europa's surface is covered in gigantic shards of ice. Wow. So, Jupiter's moon Europa with its subsurface ocean, may have what it takes to foster alien life. Uh, so many astronomers want to send a mission there. But new research, research suggests that it might not be so easy to actually land there because the surface seems to be covered with icy spikes, the tallest of which might measure as high as 50 feet <laughs> with about 25 feet of space in between them. So not a lot of oh. navigation room. Yeah. Um, New research published this week in Nature Geoscience suggests Europa's surface is covered in uh, these tall, sharp-edged icy blades, which are known as penitentes. 
They gave it. They gave a pronunci- They gave a pronunciation guide. <laughs> so I think I'm pronouncing it how they're telling me to. But okay. Uh, they're most likely common around the equator of the moon. Uh, Penitentes are composed of snow and ice, and they arise through a process called sublimation, which is a chemical process where ice turns directly into water vapor without melting into a liquid beforehand. You sound familiar. I do know that term. Yes. I remember that from it's a been, science uh, class years a, ago. It's been a long time. Uh, the remnants of the process of sublimation are the penitentes themselves. So like this, the ice rises into oh. the air, turns into water vapor, and there's just these sharp spikes because like, at the point where it just sublimates. That's so interesting. <laughs> huh. Uh, so to form, these icy spikes require bright, sun- sustained sunlight and also cold, dry, still air. So they're pretty uncommon, um, but we do have them here on Earth. But they're only found in high-altitude regions near the tropics, such as the Andes Mountains. And ours only range in size from 3 to 16 feet, which still sounds like they'd be pretty neat to see. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a, a picture in the article, which we'll link. Oh, cool. To date, the resolution of photographs taken of Euro- Europa's surface haven't been fine enough to show the penitentes themselves. So they're technically hypothetical, but computer models uh, suggest that they're there strongly. Uh, and the good news is that a future mission to Europa might avoid the equatorial regions entirely, which is where they're most likely to form. Uh, since there's a better chance of actually finding life in the mid to high latitudes where the ice is younger and is exposed mm-hmm. to less radiation, which less okay, radiation, better chance of makes life. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Our knowledge of life is that radiation hurts it, but maybe there's some other type of life that yeah, likes maybe, radiation. Maybe under this under the surface of Europa, there's these giant mutated creatures that have just been exposed to radiation and have superpowers. Well, maybe the radiation is how they get their energy. They don't eat. Whoa. Whoa. That's an interesting way to look at it. It's very possible. We don't know. Aliens. We don't, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my last story is a random local news story. And this is from an ABC local station. And the headline is, Woman sets home on fire, steals deputy's car, loses wig in bushes. (laughs) In that order. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I had to actually read the story over several times to actually figure out what happened because it was like kind of confusing of what actually happened. <laughs> but I think I got it down. So first of all, this happened in Orlando, Florida. Of course. Um, on October 5th in the middle of the night. So first, the police were alerted about a house on fire sometime around 5 a.m. on that day. And the deputy who is first on the scene, sees a man helping two women out of the burning home. He sees the man re-enter the home. Then he jumps out of his car, grabs a fire extinguisher, and rushes to help the man. He then emerges from the burning house to discover that one of the women and his car are missing. (laughs) The police then track down the car using Find My iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) What, they they don't have, like, Find My Police car? I don't know, yeah, so I'm like, don't they have like some type of GPS trackers on those in case this <laughs> happens? Like, apparently you could just steal a police car. Oh, good to know. Well, because his just phone, make sure you throw their fo- iPhone out the window. Or maybe it's fast or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> his phone was still in the car, so that's how they found the car. Uh-huh. Um, so they were able to find the vehicle, and they found it abandoned, not far from the scene. And then they were able to track down and arrest the woman later. But then they later found out that 
the woman abandoned the car and then knocked on a random stranger's door at like, you know, 5 a.m. or whatever time it was, asking to use his phone. And he didn't let her inside. And he was trying to like get inside this guy's house to use a phone. Um, and then the police found a wig and a torch lighter in the bushes outside that guy's house. <laughs> and they were like, hmm, this must be this lady's thing. And apparently she's being charged with arson and grand theft. So like it, it didn't explain why, but apparently she set the house on fire. Then and stole then stole the police car, car and randomly was wearing a wig and left it behind. <laughs> and know. also the thing that she used to start the fire, presumably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, like, and there's no motive known at this time. <laughs> that's like, a, really bizarre. That is not a well-planned crime, I guess. Was, no. Was her intention to distract long enough to steal a police car? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her intentions were. They were very unclear. Well, she just abandoned the car. Yeah. Well, I think she just, it seemed like she, she had some role in the fire. Then she just used the police car to get away. Then like left it behind. Mm. And then maybe thought, oh, I'll ditch this wig. Cause then I'll look different or something and I'll run away. Maybe don't also ditch it next to the fire starter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just, with the blowtorch and then knocked on someone's door and was like, I need to use your phone. Like a stranger. And they were just like, no. Hi, like, <laughs> hi. I'm a criminal. Can I use your phone? <laughs> like, it's like someone knocking at your door at five in the morning. Like, why didn't she just know. use the iPhone that was in the car that she stole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she just no. It was probably clearly locked. clearly not the brightest criminal. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was. Ooh, yeah. I had to read that article like a couple times because I was just like, wait, what yeah, that's an adventure. Happening? <laughs> but I figured it out. The last story I have is food news. And it's from a website called thedenverchannel.com, which I believe is an ABC local news station, but it hmm. takes place in Wisconsin, so I'm not really sure why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this Wisconsin brewery just debuted a candy corn flavored ale for the fall. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to try that. Would you? Maybe. Do you like candy corn? You know, I have been in the mood for it sometimes, weirdly. Like, mm. but I have to be in that mood. Yeah. So it's like most of the time, no. But if I'm in that mood, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I just want this like really low quality sugar. Yeah. Yeah. There is a time of year yeah. where it's just kind of, it's kind of good for some reason. And then it's not. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's really hard to describe, but I agree with you. <laughs> okay. There's actually not much to the story, which is why I'm stalling. Uh, <laughs> That's the end. It was one sentence. It? <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's not much well, more. Do you have to be... Oh, I'll just let you finish it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Westallion Brewing Company in West Dallas, Wisconsin, I guess that's where they got their name, okay. debuted a new candy corn flavored beer just for the fall. They said in a Facebook post that the idea stemmed from a desire to discover what the sugary candy would taste like as a nice frothy beverage, which is what I assume most beer ideas stem from. Because yeah. they just described <laughs> beer with candy in it. Um, to make the concoction, the brewery did not simply put the candy into a cream ale, but rather made their own candy corn from scratch and used beer ingredients in the candy corn itself before adding it to the drink. Oh. So. That's really It's like cool. this really special candy. I, I'm kind of curious what the, the beer ingredient candy corn is like. Like, I don't know if they incorporated yeah. hops or something or malt. 
yeah, or I don't, yeast. I don't know. Or, the, or the water. Yeast, the, <laughs> <laughs> Some dihydrogen monoxide in there. Um, I'm trying to imagine what that would taste like. But because like, I don't know, because there's other beers that are like sweet or tasting. Right. So. And like, I like, I like like cream ales. Those are yeah. usually pretty tasty. Like it probably doesn't taste bad. No, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, those things, candy corn is literally just like sugar. Right. So. So. I'd, I'd like, be really curious what it tastes like, but I guess you kind of, you have to go to Wisconsin to find out. Not, not that that's bad, but I don't have any, I, any plans to <laughs> We're go not going to import yeah. it <laughs> so we can try it on the show. See, that would have been ideal is if I'd found out about this sooner and I could have like found a way to get some here and I don't know how that would happen. But That would have been cool. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Would you be willing to try a beer on the show as part of a food news segment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Maybe we should do that sometime. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep a lookout for other for things beer, like that. Beer-related stories. Well, maybe, yeah, because like the fall is a nice time for that kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, I don't know, like seasonal stuff right Oktoberfests. now. Oktoberfests. Yeah. A lot of Oktoberfests, which yeah. I love. Yeah. So yeah, that was a really short nice. story, but I thought that was amusing. Yeah. And I wanted to I've know, never, yeah, I wanted never to know what your beer. side was in the candy corn debate, because I know a lot of people just hate it. Well, well wait, like, how, so are you like on a similar page as me? Like, yeah. you're okay I with don't it sometimes? I love but, like, it, but like yeah, during same. a certain time of year, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of good. And I definitely get like getting a craving for it every once in a while. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely not something I would eat like often. Right. <laughs> Or like seek out specifically is like, oh man, I love my candy corn. Like, but if it's like, <laughs> if it's there. But if it's there and I happen to be in the mood for waxy sugar, because <laughs> that's how I would describe it. Like, I don't know how else to describe the texture of a candy corn. Waxy sugar is, I think, the closest <laughs> we're going to get. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for breaking news. What's that? It's the part of the show where Anthony and I... Blah, blah, blah. It's the part of the show where Anthony and I look up news stories that just were posted today or just happened today, and we read them to you on the fly. That sounds awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready, set, set go. go. Okay, the story I found is from Huffington Post, and the headline is Woman Calls 911. As whales swim near boat in dramatic video. <laughs> so I'm just going to summarize what happened. So basically it's like this family went on a boating trip in Washington state and um, a bunch of humpback whales swam up right next to their boat. And this guy in the boat started filming it, and he and there's this video that's going viral right now, and he's like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And he's filming the humpback whales, and you hear this lady in the background like freaking out and being like, <laughs> "I'm so scared right now! They're gonna flip the boat! Oh my gosh!" She's like freaking out, and then she calls nine one one and tells them that there's whales near the boat, and she's scared. <laughs> what are they gonna do? I, I think she was afraid that they were gonna flip their boat over or something. No, what are the police gonna do? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's well, my it says, question. It says at the end that she's just like, she wanted them to know just in case something happened, like where they were or something. Like she, she felt like something might happen to them. Like okay. their boat capsizes. She wanted someone to know where they were. That's, a, like, de- that's a decent reason. I, the, the, I guess that makes sense. It's just like, just still kind of funny to like call 911 because it's yeah. like whales <laughs> near your boat. Like that's not like, I don't know. 
<laughs> I wouldn't have thought to call 911. Yeah, no. I would have just been really excited to yeah, see the whales like, yeah, right there. That many whales so close. Yeah, and then it, I, so I just watched the video and like <laughs> they start they leaving the area, you know, because she's like freaking out. And and one of the whales is like following the boat and she's like, oh my God, it's following us. And like the guy's just like, no, this is so cool. Like, it's just kind of amusing. So yeah, it's funny to watch. I'd recommend watching it. <laughs> the story that I found is from UPI. Security camera catches bear burglar opening truck door. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> here we go. So I saw this and I know I obviously had to read this one. Um, Obviously. A Colorado resident shared security camera footage of a black bear opening the door to his truck while another one stood lookout at the side of his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they were working together. What? There's two. They're little bear burglar friends. Uh, he shared a video of the bear standing on his hind legs outside of his home look, uh, located near Lookout Mountain, Colorado. Uh, and opening the door to look around inside the vehicle. It takes a quick look before abandoning the truck because, uh, as the owner said, it was kept clean and didn't actually contain any food. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess they were just going from truck to truck, seeing if they were unlocked, (laughs) just taking a look around. That's very intelligent. Uh, The man said his security cameras had recently captured video of a bear wandering around on his home's uh, deck as well. So it sounds like they might have been casing the joint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Jefferson County uh, Sheriff's Office previously reminded residents to keep vehicles locked and free of food items that might attract the attention of bears, which is good advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the Sheriff's Office shared a video in August showing deputies using a rope to open the door of a car that contained an agitated bear. So they like tied a a rope to the door of the car to pull it open while they were far away because they didn't want the bear to be mad at them. Wait, it was in the car? Yeah, this was an unrelated incident of a bear in in another vehicle. It got so, trapped in there? Yeah, it somehow managed to close itself in. Huh. Maybe he, <laughs> That's may, pretty funny. Maybe he wanted <laughs> to go up and, and they're quiet. like, uh, what do we do? Okay, let's tie a rope to this door. Do you think back they could far away and then open it up? Makes sense. Do you think it they works. could tell it was agitated because it was honking the horn? <laughs> <laughs> no. I hope so. <laughs> Sorry, that actually would be kind of terrifying. If you like, you like walk up to your car, you're like, ah, da, da, da. and there's it's just, just a my bear parked car, and there's a bear, there's a bear in the back seat. Like, <laughs> as long as it didn't like start moving, I would probably be like more confused than anything. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a mixture of confusion and. Uh, I, I don't think I would be scared until terror. it started moving. I don't know, because that's never happened that to time, either of that us. I w- that time I would probably call 911, though. Yeah, I would not, call 911. Not like situation. the whales. I think that one, I think a bear in your car is a valid reason to call. I, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. The whales, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they were just playing. They were just having fun yeah. in the water. Don't ruin their fun. Yeah. They weren't going to flip over your boat. At least not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can joke about okay. it because everyone's fine. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, you should subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, whatever other podcast service you want to use. And tell your friends. 
tell your friends about it and also uh, rate and review it on uh, on apple podcasts we really appreciate it Uh, and you can get more from us and see links to the stories from this week also on facebook.com slash knickknack news and twitter at at knickknack news all right see you next week everyone Bye. bye